Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Hello, everybody. We would like to do a quick shout out to Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Broken Arrow. Oklahoma. Yes. Have you ever been to Oklahoma? I have not. I have not. Well, but we're excited to have some Oklahoma listeners. Love Oklahoma. Yay. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for downloading. It's those downloads that really help us. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. If you'd like to check us out, graceintheshadowsor.org. You can email us at drjonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can test your call. 251-244-4645. 251-244-4645. Check out our Etsy store, shadowsofgrace.etsy.com. Uh, you can also support us monthly. There's a link in our show notes. And finally, consider using Covenant Eyes. Covenant Eyes helps you and the ones you love live porn-free through transformative accountability relationships. And if you use the promo code GRACE1998, you will get one month free of this Covenant Eyes porn blocker to put on your devices. Well, we have had, we went saw a movie. We did. The Jesus Revolution. Yes, we did. It was about with Greg Laurie. Yeah, I didn't realize that it was about him until we were in the movie and he was like, he signed his name and I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's Greg Laurie. And then we were both looking on our phones. (laughs) To make sure that that's who that was. Yep. It was good. What'd you think about it? I thought it was a very good movie. I think that the Jesus uh, movement, Mm -hmm. it was the the, uh, Jesus freak movement. That was the official name. I don't know what it was called. It was a type of revival uh, during the 60s, late 60s and early 70s. Late yeah, 70s. during the hippie yeah. flower child movement yeah. time. And there was the Rev- Jesus Revolution or the Jesus Freak. Yeah. And uh, a lot of lives were changed and churches were built. People came to know the Lord. And yeah, it was yeah. exciting to see that. I think the only caution is maybe, I think there was a lot of shallowness as far as the Jesus freak movement. Right. Uh, because yeah. they were more emotional. You know, they'd say one way mm-hmm. and they would have their long hair and yeah. to heaven. Right. And they would say Jesus and they'd point up to the sky, which is correct. Absolutely. It is. Um, yes. But a lot of times it was not the doctrine wasn't taught doctrines mm-hmm. of the Bible as, as deep as it probably should have been. But I think it was definitely a movement the Holy Spirit God used. Right. It started in, in uh, you know, started in California and then spread all over the United States. And uh, yeah. was it Chuck Morris? His Was that his name? Chuck Norris? Chuck Morris. Well, or Chuck, Chuck Norris is a Christian, but well, uh, he's yeah. a expert. <laughs> Who was the name of the pastor in... Chuck. I know you're talking about, but I forgot his uh, last name. Another Chuck. Jesus Revolution. Yeah. I'll look As it you're up. looking it up, yeah, I think that it was a very good movie. I highly recommend it. Chuck Smith, okay, Chuck Smith for the yeah. Calvary Chuck. All right, yes, and uh, Kelsey yeah. Grammer played him, and yeah. yes, good, yeah, good movie. Highly recommend. It. Well, it was really cool because you know he allowed the Christian hippies to come in. Of course, some of his, um, 
his church members left and were angry and things like that. But uh, he showed that Jesus does come to everyone. Let's just be honest. Mm -hmm. Most churches would kick Jesus out if he came in. You're right. They and would. That's, that speaks a lot. That's it a very does. sad thing. Yeah. So if you haven't seen yeah. it, check it out. It's a very good movie. We really enjoyed it. Yeah. And there's another one out. We were going to go see that, but then we're like, oh, wait, we wanted to see that. What's, what's the one out that Gabriel saw it? Uh, something about Abraham. Abraham, yeah. Father Abraham. And many many sons. Sons. Okay, yeah. uh, we want to see that one too. Um, Gabriel said it was time. good, yeah. and and both of these I think were put out by by the same people that made the Chosen, mm -hmm. and it was it was crowd sourced. I can't talk today, mm -hmm. and uh, by Angel Ministries, Angel Films, I Some think is them. the name of the company. Yeah. So I'm really excited that. We're getting Christian films to that we can go see and be uplifted by. And, and I think that's a really good thing. All right. And excuse my sniffling. I think you gave me I your gave cold. You it was sorry. not very nice of you. I mean, we need to share, but not this. So I do apologize for my little raspy sniffing voice today. All right. Dr. J, do you have some facts for us? Here's some Rocky facts. Rocky. We watched that. We well, we watched all of them last weekend, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. a little Rocky marathon. Okay, some Rocky facts. Sylvester Stallone was inspired to write Rocky after watching Chuck Wepner's 1975 title fight with Muhammad Ali, oh. in which the journeyman heavyweight knocked down the champ for only the third time in Ali's career. Wepner later sued Stallone for cashing in on his life story. They settled out of court. Oh, wow. I didn't know that part. Well, I did know that it was like a real low, the first one was a real low budget uh, film and he had some of his friends in it. I mean, even his dog, his dog, was, yeah, his dog. You're focused. Focus. You know, here's, here's another interesting okay. fact. <laughs> Stallone's first version of Rocky was much darker than the final draft. Oh. Rocky was an anti-hero. Mickey was a racist. Oh. Rocky ended up throwing the final fight so he wouldn't have to be part of the vile world of boxing. Oh, wow. Stallone says only around 10% of the original script remained in the final version. And that's probably good because it probably would not have turned out as well. Well, no, and they wouldn't have all the, the ones. And, and we saw today there's going to be a George Foreman uh, maybe good. coming out. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize he was a minister before or after he became a... Uh, anyway, it looks interesting. Yeah, it looks good. All right. Looks you good. got any other facts for us from Rocky? Some other facts. Um, shooting in Philadelphia was done on a shoestring. There was oh. no honey wagon, no catering, and no trailers. All exterior shots were lit exclusively with natural light. Mm. Pizza was the only onset meal for breakfast, lunch, <laughs> and dinner. Well, pizza can be a um, a cheap food. <laughs> That's funny. Very funny. Another thing is amongst Stallone's family members involved in the production, there were many, were his brother, Frank Jr., mm -hmm. who played one of the street singers, his father, uh, Frank Sr., who rang the bell in the climatic fight, mm -hmm. and his dog, Buckus, Buckus who played one. Rocky's dog. Behind the scenes, Stallone's then wife, Sasha, served as the production still photographer. And uh, is it the Rocky II where they have their baby? Yes. 
Well, that was actually Stallone's son, and I didn't realize this till we were looking it up. We were talking about that is a really new baby. It was his and Sasha's child, and they found out when the child was two or three that he was autistic, and so they kind of hid him from you know the spotlight all these years, and uh, so now he's an adult uh, now, of course, and uh, mm-hmm. they've taken care of him, but he's very much been shielded, but. That was interesting to find out. And in Rocky Three, I think, um, one of his other sons plays one plays his son on the movie. I didn't know. That. So I have some facts for you. Wow. Ooh, you're yeah. on it. All right, all right. Dr. Beeler. <laughs> Dr. Beeler. Well, today we're gonna talk about struggling with the grace of God. Okay. Many people struggle, even though they may know it in their head. Right. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved. Through faith, this is not from yourself. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. So what's the reason we still struggle? I think we struggle with grace because we don't feel like we deserve it. You know, we we don't. We feel like we're wretched and we should not be extended. Grace should not be extended to us. Um, and, and I think also we don't really understand it to fully, you know, and I think that's another reason why we don't want to accept it because we don't really understand it. But hopefully after today with you talking about it, we'll understand it better and, and that'll be a good thing. Um, you know, and, and often we're, we will extend grace to other people, but we don't, we have a problem accepting it in return. And I think some of that comes from our childhood and how we were brought up from our parents. Well, oh, most definitely. And those around us. Right. Right. But I mean, God gives it freely. And, and we, you know, it's interesting. There was once a, uh, preacher's wife, mm-hmm. preacher's wife's preachers don't get paid too much usually. No, no, not unless they're at a mega church. She decided right. she was going to open up beautician, shaving. Okay. So uh, one of the church members said he thought he would support her, you know, help Al support a, the pastor's wife. So he went in there and got a shave. And her name was Grace, right? Yes. Okay. And so uh, he would go in and he went in and she shaved him. And she said, that'll be $50. Oh, now that's pretty expensive for a shave. Have you ever had a shave? Uh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> no, no, you're no, quite no. funny. I would think though that fifty dollars for a shave would be a lot. So, but he did it because he didn't want to make any bones about it. He just wasn't going to go back. Mm. Okay, and so he left. Yeah, a couple of days went by. No whiskers. No whiskers. Three, four, five. Weeks went by, no whiskers. Weeks, oh my. Months went by. Wow. No whiskers. Goodness. So he went back and he said, Grace, what did you do? That was the best shave. I've never had a shave like that in my life. And she looked at him and said, once shaved by Grace, always shaved by Grace. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the fact of the matter is, once we are saved by Grace, the grace of God, we can never lose that. Lose that grace. That's awesome. But we can certainly struggle with it. Very true. Very true. I think the first thing's guilt. Okay. What do you think about guilt? 
Well, guilt is not a good thing. I agree with that. And I guess when we're having that guilt, we do not want to accept grace because we feel low as low can be. Undeserving, Mm -hmm. unworthy, past mistakes, etc. You know, it says in Psalm 103, verse 11 through 13, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, how high is that, Marla? Very, very high. Very high. So great is his loving devotion for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our sin from us. And that's pretty far. That's pretty far. As far as the east is from the west. Mm-hmm. Shame is another reason. Definitely. Um, what's the difference between shame and and guilt are they kind of similar maybe i think they're pretty similar um shame you just don't feel worthy mm-hmm. guilt a lot of times is because of something that you've done shame a lot of times is due to something that's been done to you and you're ashamed of it that's pretty good thank yeah. you and, and, and lack of trust yeah definitely yeah. Uh, sometimes we trust God's, uh, you know, what God's doing in our life. His, mm-hmm. You know, does He really love me? Does He is He really looking out for us? Is He right. really got us where we need to be? Mm-hmm. There was a um, a father of a child who was who was possessed mm-hmm. with an unclean spirit that mm-hmm. made him made him um, moot. You mean mute? Mute. mute. <laughs> And, uh, yeah. Moot. <laughs> and, and, uh, basically Jesus was talking about his unbelief mm-hmm. and he cried out and said, help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. And so what I get from this is when we honestly come to him and ask him to help our unbelief, he will help us. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. I also think the sinful life. Mm-hmm. Some people, I think, give our sinful life too much credit. You know, that is a very good point. That is a very good point. Because, I mean, you know, you hear people say all the time that they don't understand, you know, how Jesus could save them because they've done this, this, and this. And sometimes they want that people to look at them and like, oh, my goodness, how did he save you? That was such a spectacular, you know, set of circumstances. And sometimes I think we're proud of those things. You know, there's a lot of miracles and things, but I think the greatest miracle is salvation. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm a great sinner, but he's a greater savior. Amen. And although we confess our sin, although we teach on scripture that convicts us of that and and helps us grow in our walk with him ultimately he is a greater savior than we are sinners yes and so we should exalt him yes yeah you know it's interesting we will struggle Mm -hmm. we're saved Mm -hmm. at the moment of salvation we are saved by grace through faith Mm -hmm. Uh, from that moment to the end of our life we will be God, the Holy Spirit will be sanctifying us mm-hmm. and making us more holy for his glory. Absolutely. Yeah. Paul talks about in Romans uh, chapter seven, 14 through 20. He says, 
I know the law is spiritual, but I'm unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do. And this is Paul. Mm-hmm. For what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate to do. Mm-hmm. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree the law is good. Mm-hmm. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it's a sin living in me. For I know that the good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do what uh, the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, I do. And he says, oh, wretched man that I am. And then he ends with, who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? He said, thanks be to God who delivers me through Christ Jesus, our Lord. So when I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in my sinful nature a slave to the law of sin. And then he ends in, in Romans 8, 1. I know there's no condemnation mm-hmm. to those that are in Christ Jesus. And I'm glad that Paul wrote it that way because I think it, it wasn't the most eloquent way to put things, but it showed the way our mind works, you know, mm-hmm. going back and forth and back and forth. So I'm glad I love that, you know, God through the Holy Spirit had him write that passage exactly like he did because it really speaks to us in what we go through, I think. I mean, don't we struggle like that? Don't we aren't we like a ping pong? Ball going back and forth with our struggle of sin. Absolutely. You know, people are, you know, people are like, so do we, why do we still struggle with sin after we get saved? Mm -hmm. And I think the difference is it's kind of like a fish being in water. Right. The fish may fantasize about going out and flopping on the beach and and seeing what the beach is like. But he's not going to stay on the beach or he's going to die. He won't be able to breathe. He's going to want to go back to the water. And I right. think as a Christian, we do the same thing. Yeah. Sin. We see the the other side and think, oh, maybe we want to be that. But it's it's not all it's cracked up to be. And then there, you know, once we are a Christian, we'll always be a Christian. Mm-hmm. But there will be times when we do things on our own that, that sin that, uh, excuse me, causes us to be further away from God. It's not that he's moved because he doesn't move, but we've moved away from him. There are a few steps that may help in dealing with guilt and accepting God's grace. I think the first thing is acknowledging the guilt to God. Yes. Recognizing and acknowledging the feeling of guilt, being honest. We hide those feelings. He already knows it, but I think when we hide those feelings within us, just like with anything we're struggling with, the the secrecy of it and the uh, you know the repression of it makes it that much harder. So I think speaking that openly to God mm-hmm. um, allows us to feel those emotions and uh, underst- understand, allow Him to help us understand, so we can move forward. Very good. Yes. I think number two is confess any sin. Mm-hmm. Confess it. God's word says that if we confess our sin, He is faithful. Uh, and just to forgive us from all unrighteousness. You know what all means? All. Yeah. Hmm. We did ask for strength. Sometimes we just are tired. Hmm. We need to ask for strength and guidance to overcome the the guilt. Um, we need to get in the Word of God mm-hmm. and read it. Yes. Because definitely. if we don't eat food, we begin to lose nutrients. What happens? We get sick. 
We are not strong. It's not a good situation. So we need to eat the food of God's word. Yes. Yeah. Accept God's grace. Mm-hmm. Realize it's nothing we do. It's solely the grace of God. Right. Yeah. Practice self-forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness from past mistakes, past sin. Um, and, 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 and maybe holding yourself accountable to someone who's a, a brother in Christ, sister in Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Staying connected in the faith community. Yeah. Yeah. I want to go back to what you just said. You know, we've heard, we've talked about this before. It's always good to find a Timothy, somebody mm-hmm. in your life that you can be a mentor to. And it's always good to find a Paul, somebody in your life that's going to mentor you. And um, I think that's very important. And I think that goes right along with what you just said. Amen. Amen. And I think the key word here is it is a journey. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. You know, there's going to be self-reflection. There's going to be flaws. There's going to be struggles. Mm-hmm. But I, I believe this is a journey ultimately to we meet Jesus, whether it's through uh, this, you know, death mm-hmm. or through the rapture. Mm-hmm. Psalm 91, 1 through 16 says this. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler, from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield, a buckler. You will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day. And I think when we hear that, we can trust mm-hmm. God's God will protect us uh, as an eagle protects its eaglets. Very, very good. Very good. True. Anything you want to add to the grace of God? No, I think the grace of God is amazing. Ha, ha, ha. See what I did there? Amazing grace. Amazing grace. <laughs> yes. Um, and I also, you were talking about the journey that we're on. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an old song, but it's been around a while. That's on The Great Adventure by um, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Mm-hmm. Y'all, if you've not listened to that, check that song out because it talks about the things that we go through in this life. And you know, sometimes it doesn't always feel like an adventure, but it is. It's a great adventure of our life in, in you know, putting God in control of it. And, you know, you see those signs, God's my co-pilot. Well, you know, if God's your co-pilot, I am getting out of the plane. Oh, yes. I want him to be the pilot. But anyway, that just kind of fits along with that, I think, what you said. Sometimes in the great adventure, mm-hmm. you know, we're only we're only wanting to be on the mountaintop. Yeah. We're sometimes it feels like we're drowning in the, uh, in the river. Mm-hmm. It's those valley times when we really, yeah. really gain that strength that mm-hmm. we need and gain that closeness with God, especially when we've come out of that valley. That's true. Yep. And we keep sailing our vessel to the river runs dry. That's right. And uh, I think Garth Brooks wrote that. Okay. Uh oh. Yeah. Well, okay. But I think that, you know, perseverance is key in relying on his grace, knowing that his grace is enough. 
Absolutely. And it is sufficient. And don't forget, God can take your mess, turn to a message for his glory, for your good. Bye, everybody.